Hello, welcome to the Masters Athlete Podcast, where I will bring you the latest research on injury prevention, strength and conditioning, nutrition, and event preparation to the over 30 crowd of weekend warriors, seasoned triathletes, stay-at-home parents, or CrossFit athletes. I'm your host, Rob Arnold, and let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Masters Athlete Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the Masters Martial Arts episode that I did last week with Brian Jones, Dr. Brian Jones. Um, he is an in- incredible mind, and he's doing some great stuff with Valhalla Academy and old school jiu-jitsu. And if I remember correctly, he was in uh, Louisville this past weekend doing some recordings for old school jiu-jitsu at a couple of martial arts places here in town so be on the lookout for that if you if you um, liked last week's episode and you want to pay attention to things that he's doing so check that out this week's episode of the master's athlete podcast as with all of the episodes is sponsored by simply faster simply faster is the leader in sports technology for athletes simply faster has the world's best solutions for speed power endurance, rehabilitation, and recovery. Perfect for the master's athletes, Simply Faster distributes the K-Box flywheel system, free lap timing, gym aware, and electrical muscle stimulators to help get ahead of the competition. If you head over to their website now, you'll see articles, blog articles regarding high jump approach training, uh, coaching and shared responsibilities, which actually coincides with what we're talking about this week. Um, how to use the VO2 Master app, improving change of direction the skills, um, unilateral bilateral training, programming for more powerful vertical pull, and overspeed um, myths and misconceptions, along with lots of others. So head over to simplyfaster.com, check out their blog, check out their buyer's guide, check out their shop and get anything that you need as far as training equipment is concerned. All right, I kind of alluded to this during the promo, and what I wanted to talk about this week is coaching. And we all need coaches. We've all been coached in previous lives, whether we were a, a kid, a teenager, a college athlete. And as we got older, we may or may not have that coach in our lives anymore. I was inspired by this by watching two things over the weekend. One of them was uh, I went to my son's school. He He's on the ninth grade basketball team. And while I was waiting for him to get out of practice, the ninth grade football team is still in their season. And I walked over to the football field and watched the team get ready watch the team go through their warm-ups and the first quarter of the game while my son was at basketball practice. And I was appalled by what I saw in terms of coaching. It was embarrassing as a former football coach. I've In the past, I've coached um, – middle school and high school football. Um, I was a receiver in college, so I coached the receivers at a, at a high school here in Louisville, and I was a strength and conditioning coach for a couple of teams. And I've also been a track coach previously. 
So I have experience in what it's like to coach at the high school level. And watching these coaches, they, they weren't even coaches. I, I would be embarrassed to call them coaches. Is they All they did was tell the players what plays to run, and that was it. And so I was kind of inspired by this and looking at, okay, what have I seen in the last 20 to 25 years of my adult life as a coach, whether it be in sports or personal training or fitness coaching or health coaching, what, what are the things that makes a good coach and what are the things that make a bad coach? Because I sure as hell saw this past weekend a few things that made a bad coach. And again, I, I was it was embarrassing that they should be they should be ashamed of themselves. Because it they weren't doing the kids any any service. It was a complete disservice to what the kids were doing. And I don't know what the outcome of the game was. It probably wasn't that good. Because what I was paying it or when I was watching the kids, there was zero energy. There were kids in missed assignments and the coaches just didn't seem like they cared. And that to me, that is the number one thing that I want to talk about as far as coaches are concerned is caring. Why are, co- why, if you go to a coach now, whether it's at your local CrossFit box or at the YMCA, or in Louisville, we just completed the Ironman Triathlon. And there are a few coaching services here in town and, and quite frankly, around the country that, that help with, with um, coaching for tri- Ironman. So in terms of that, what is it that you are looking for for your coach? Well, for me, I want to go to a coach that cares. I don't want to go to a coach that is simply getting paid to do a job. I mean, what, I don't know what, what you do for your work, but there's a lot of people that simply go to work because they get paid. They do just enough that day in order to not get fired. Is that what you want out of your coach? Is that what you want out of somebody trying to help you accomplish something you've never accomplished before? If it's your swimming coach or your running coach or your personal trainer or whoever, what is it? Do you really want them to just go through the motions and pretend like pretend like they're caring when in reality they just, you know, are collecting a paycheck? No. No one wants to go to that coach. And when I was watching these kids at this football game, the energy from the coaches was bleeding into the kids, and it was horrifying. So what's the number one thing I look for in a coach? Is do you care? Do you care? Do you genuinely care about the success of your clients or athletes? If so, then we're already on a good start. If not, then I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Okay. Now there's lots of other reasons why someone would go to a coach. 
whether it's they need motivation, whether they just lack the the technique or the the intellect on how to game plan for an Ironman, how to put together a proper program. Those are challenging aspects. It's hard to put a put together a game plan for a program for something that you may have never done before. Sure, there's lots of templates online. There's a lot of them, but they're not geared towards what you're doing. They're not geared towards what your physical fitness history is. And that's where a coach comes into play. So another thing that you want to look for in terms of finding that coach is what are their credentials? And that's obviously probably going to jump off the map first. You'll, you'll identify if they care from their first meeting, but you'll see a coach's credentials off of their Facebook page or Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. You'll see their credentials. So what is it that you're looking for? If you're looking for a personal trainer, somebody to take you out of your comfort zone, somebody to make you lose 100 pounds, somebody to get you right on the right path to, towards a healthy life, what credentials is it that you're looking for? Are you looking for someone with a bachelor's degree? That would be helpful. Bachelor's degree in exercise science, bachelor's degree in, in fitness and human performance, those would help. A bachelor's degree in business, eh, you may want to may look elsewhere. But it also helps to look at what, what secondary education they've got. What are their certifications? And this is where there's a lot of ambiguity. So a bachelor's degree is pretty black and white. Okay, that's at least a starting point. Do they have a bachelor's degree? Do they have a master's degree? That's bonus points. They don't need a master's degree. I have one and I don't need it. I can't recall too many things that I've done in my career where I've absolutely needed a master's degree. The only reason I went to graduate school was to go into aerospace physiology in the military and due to some life circumstances, i.e. a divorce, I didn't do, I didn't do that. So I don't need it for anything. There's nothing that I've accomplished in my career that has been helped with a master's degree. It looks good. It's a piece of paper, but it's not needed. So if you're looking for a coach and they happen to have a master's degree, that's, it's more icing on the cake, but it's not required. So keep that in mind. If you're looking for a coach and with their certifications, these are some things that you want to look for. You want to do your homework on what certifications are required for what it is that you're doing. Again, are you looking to lose weight? Well, American College of Sports Medicine offers great certifications for that. Um, National Strength and Conditioning Association offers straight, great uh, certifications for that. AFPT, um, ACE. There's a few certifications that, that are out there that you want to do your homework to ensure that they are, um, they are very qualified and that they come with um, a lot of credibility. So again, are you looking to lose some weight? Those, those certifications that I just listed would work for you. NSCA, ACSM, AFPA, ACE. Those would work, okay? 
there are a ton of certifications that you can just fill out a form, possibly take a weekend class and get your certification for personal training. Unfortunately, in the personal training world, there's not a ton of regulation. There's not. Now, if you find somebody that has a um, exercise physiology credential, meaning they are, they are board certified exercise physiologist, that is um, that's definitely a good good way to go for that. For myself, who is a big proponent of health coaching, I, I tend to look for that as far as board, certifi- board certified exercise physiologist. I really like that, and I think that it's a good certification to have along with other, uh, the other ones that I just listed. So along those lines, how about health coaching? If you're looking for a health coach, which health coaching is a very up and coming profession. I was, I've started writing a book on this and who knows if I'll ever finish it. But the gist of the book is that health coaches need to be integrated into a physician's care plan and they need to be working alongside physicians and primary care physicians and nurse practitioners to bring more health education to the patients of a clinic. And that's where a health coaching would come in. Health coaches would be able to talk to you about your readiness for change, fitness, nutrition, smoking cessation, stress management, financial management, all those type of things. And there's a few certifications as far as that goes. You're looking at well coaches, Wellcoa, um, uh, uh, certified health education specialist. So when you look at those type of things, that's what you want. If you want a health coach, look for those certifications. I am a huge advocate of health coaches because they can lead you down areas that a regular personal trainer might not be able to. Again, they can help you more with stress management. They can help you more with financial management. They can help you more with smoking cessation. And they are specifically taught in motivational interviewing and getting you through the the, uh, stages of change. So well coaches, well COA, Chess, those are the type of uh, certifications that I would look for for a health coach. How about nutrition? That's a tricky one. There's a lot of people giving nutrition advice out there. And I've done it. I don't prescribe any diets. I don't prescribe any nutrition plans, especially to folks that are in diseased states. But I stick to science and I stick to what the research tells me. Rob Wolf, Chris Kresser, Chris Master John, they are geniuses when it comes to nutrition. And you don't have to be a registered dietitian in order to provide nutrition advice. That being said, 
when you do look for nutritional advice and you do go to look for somebody to prescribe a diet for you, you want a few things on the plate. You can always get advice from, and I'm using my fingers in air quotes, from the internet, but you want credible sources. If you go and get a nutrition plan made for you, again, you want somebody with an educational background to help siphon through all the mumbo jumbo that's out there regarding nutrition. According to the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, the following requirements are needed to obtain a registered dietitian credential. Completed minimum of a bachelor's degree. Completed an accredited supervised practice program at a healthcare facility, community agency, or food service corporation. Passed the national exam and completed the continuing professional education requirements. Once somebody has the registered dietitian designation, then they're pretty much free to prescribe whatever diet they see fit for an individual. There are a lot of individual, there are a lot of RDs out there that have different philosophies. And that's okay. There's a lot of MDs out there that offer, offer different philosophies. That's why you want to talk to one see what kind of ideas that they have, see what kind of philosophies they have, and go with what you're most comfortable with. Historically, RDs generally work around hospital settings, sports nutrition, food companies, public health, university medical centers, maybe even pharmaceutical companies. But over the past decade, they've been gaining a lot of traction in the world of fitness and wellness, where you can find independent registered dietitians to help you. Conferences such as Paleo FX, Ancestral Health Symposium, or KetoCon, which I've been to Paleo FX and it's fantastic. They've grown in attendance over the last few years, and nutritional, nutritional science experts like the aforementioned Rob Wolf, Chris Kresser, Chris Masterjohn, Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, super geniuses in the world of nutritional science. Through the use of their online forums, their social media, their speaking engagements all over the world, speak, work with local health departments, tactical forces, and even podcasts such as this, They've made it easy to learn the basics of nutritional science. The general public has much higher access to quality information on nutrition now than ever before. The world of nutrition is growing at a rapid pace and primary care physicians simply can't keep up with the nutritional advice that they need to in order to take care of people like you and me. So, Quality nutritional science information is available to us now. It's available to us through these experts online, through going to conferences such as PaleoFX, KetoCon, stuff like that, and through registered dietitians that are a lot more readily accessible now than they ever have been before. So what are their benefits of actually seeing a 
registered dietitian or nutrition coach for you. I already said that you want to look for somebody with that RD distinction. But can you just find all the information you need from reading blog articles and listening to podcasts such as this? From reading articles or watching YouTube videos from the names I previously listed? You could just pick and choose some of Joe Rogan's advice on his podcast. He has a lot of nutrition folks on his podcast. They're fantastic. Biochemistry, nutritional research, essentially everything to have that you need to get some nutritional advice. So why do you need a dietitian? It's probably for the same reason it is beneficial to see a fitness trainer or a health coach or an exercise physiologist. A registered dietitian will be able to provide personalized and prescribed meal plans specifically to you. They'll factor in all of your possible medical issues, such as chronic inflammation, eczema, brain fog, things that you had never thought about. They'll figure out, because that's what their job is. It's not a crazy thought to suggest that changing your nutrition is one of the hardest lifestyle changes that you can do. So why not seek the help of somebody that's designed or that's that's got the education to help you with that? Today's foods are so hyper palatable, it's hard to turn them down. It's hard to turn away from your Doritos and your cookies. And that's what a nutritionist or a dietitian will help you with. You heard my last podcast, hopefully. If you haven't, go listen to it now. On moderation. Everything in moderation. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit. That's a bunch of garbage. And a dietitian, a good dietitian, will tell you that that's garbage. A good dietitian will tell you that if you eat those Doritos, there are going to be consequences. There absolutely will be consequences. If you eat that macadamia nut cookie. There will be consequences. They'll tell you that. They'll tell you, go ahead and eat it. But there's going to be consequences. You may not like what you hear. But you may not like what you hear from any coach. Whether it's exercise physiologist, dietitian, health coach, whatever. They'll be able to help you out with it. So go to them. Go to them the registered dietitian, the exercise physiologist certified by NSCA or ACSM. Go to the health coach certified by Well Coaches or Wellcoa or Chess. Go to them and see what kind of lifestyle changes you can make. Because it's necessary to have the help of somebody. Somebody who cares. Somebody who's seen your situation from other people. And they can help you. Through their experience, through their education, they can help you because they care and because they have the knowledge to get you past the barriers that you're currently stuck on. So go see that exercise physiologist, that nutritionist, and that health coach. All right, with that, I want to say thank you for listening to yet another podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Masters Athlete Podcast on Facebook. 
Check me out on Instagram, rbarnold2626. Same with Twitter. And hopefully you'll get something out of today's episode as far as coaching is concerned. And hopefully the experiences that you've had with coaching are much better than what I saw on that football field this past week. Have a great weekend and thank you again for listening to another episode.